Welcome to the Monday Club Conversations podcast. This is your chance to join in the chat and char sessions in the community library in the South Wales Valleys. This is the final episode in our first season. It's a short compilation of clips from the cutting room floor that we really wanted to share with you. As I explained to the members of the Monday Club, this podcast is a record of our stories and we are really pleased we had the chance to capture them. As we go through any stories you think, oh, that was interesting, I'll tell that. And because it's not specifically about any one thing, it's about us and our history. We start with a claim to fame that any patriotic Welsh person would be proud to have. Then we listen in to some chat about the local habit of giving people nicknames. Yeah, My dad sure, worked yeah. with John Hughes, you know, the composer come around then. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah, and my dad said about different things. Oh, I was saying to John, that tune is put a bit of oomph into it. And the day he was taken ill, because he'd gone from, my dad was a collier, and so was John, put him in the office. But he must have been underground for some reason, and as my dad helped to carry him up, and when they brought him to the top of the pit, he always get, do you know what a toffee hammer is? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he used to carry one in his pocket and they gave it to my father, his, his wife or something. Because yeah. um, he tapped it out with his toffee hammer on the tram. Because it's come round, there wasn't in all those tunes. Yeah. Um, and my dad said, oh, he's got a different tune again today. Mm. John and I gave it to someone, yes. I promised to give it back to him and I never mm-hmm. had it. Dig. Always called Dig. Mm-hmm. Like why? Great, great. My grandmother 
was called, and my, my maiden name was Potter. So I was called, was called Pansy Potter because of the Beano or the Dandy yeah, or that yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was always called, and if they didn't call me that, they'd say, Ginger, you bar me, go and join the army. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They never say anything else. <laughs> No one knew anybody's mister or missus, did they? No. My grandfather died fishing. There was Mr. Pick and Flick, who used to pick his nose. And they had sayings. Yeah. Oh, I knew her father well. Her dad used to chew bread for our ducks or something. There's all sayings. We had an old man living on the steps. Die by the jam. I've been here over 30 years. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, I belong to the pensioners in Lantry Park, you know, Crown yeah. Hill, Lantry yeah. Park. Yeah. And um, they were putting on a day trip, which I went regularly because I enjoyed the day trips. So I went on the day trip and they were going to Tenby. So, okay, we went to Tenby, lovely, lovely. A lovely seaside place, and um, so I, I've always stayed on my own when I've been away. That's just me. I didn't want to go to the shops that I could go to Cardiff and get whatever I want. Mm. There were a lot of women that preferred to go to. Well, that's fair enough, but I didn't. So I went on my own, and I sat in a memorial garden. By do you know do you know Tenby? Anybody yeah, does? Yeah, right. Yeah. There's a huge church in the centre of yes. Tenby. And I, there's a memorial garden there, yeah. so I sat in there quietly, and like I've been quiet here, and somebody interrupts, don't they? Makes me start. And so I went in there. So that a lady came up to me that was sitting the other side of the garden, and she said, have you been in this church? And I said, no, I've never been in the church, but I've sat here because this is what I've enjoyed. So she said, well, why don't you go in this? If you've got, yeah. Well, of course, it was, a day out and I didn't know that anybody else was around but anyway I said all right I will I'll have a look in the church so when I got to the church door it was a side door and it had a huge handle that went as I was opening the door I went in and it was absolutely covered with people it was so covered there were, there were no seats around except one just by the door where I got in. So I, I sat there and because it happened to be a funeral service with memories as well. So I sat there and of course I knew, I knew the hymn, so there was a hymn book there so I got up and I joined in. And incidentally I had a white jacket on so I did fall into what was happening there. And um, I, I went, so when I eventually got up from there and went back to the coach and said and they said they'd never heard of people get crashing into a funeral <laughs> <laughs> so that was my that was my nickname oh. they kept going for for a long time <laughs> me get crashing into a <laughs> so that's that's my little option we shared lots of health stories in one of our main episodes we all shared our admiration for the work and institution of the NHS, which some of our members can remember from its birth. In this clip, we talk about our birth stories. How many had babies at home? At me, yeah. Oh, no. How many babies at home? <laughs> I had 
two in the hospital. I started, but I ended up in the hospital. Yeah, just two, mm -hmm. which is surprising, really, when you think yeah. of our age range, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. So that yes. was uh, 68. Yeah. But that was through not choice because it was only my husband and I in London at the time, and I was quite young at 19, and um, couldn't get into hospital in London. Mm. So I had him in an upstairs flat, and the bath, which I've told you this story before, and um, uh, the bathroom was down on the next floor, shared bathroom, and uh, everything was fine. Yeah. Not, not a problem. Yeah. And when Christmas came in, um, the midwife said, uh, will you go and get the uh, the midwife? I thought, who's been sitting here for the last <laughs> four hours? Then, you know? And they were like, she was lovely. So my husband had to go then and phone, because there were no phones. And, um, and then she came then, and I, I think I had had stitches, so the, the doctor came the next day then. And then yeah. the landlady kicked us out of the flat then six weeks later. Oh, oh. yeah. And she was supposed to be the socialist, you know, so hunting for a flat. And but it's amazing, you know. Yeah. I wanted to go to yeah. East Grimorgan to that play because um, I didn't want to go to Clumpia because I'd heard such terrible stories about it. But they were untrue as far as I was concerned. And when I went, the first time to East Glam, she said, oh, it's nothing wrong, everything's fine, you can be, I'll be baby in Clinopia. When it came to the crunch, when I went in, um, I was there all morning on my own in the labour ward, and then they decided um, I'd have to have cesarean. They had to ring around for a doctor to perform this operation, but they were absolutely wonderful, I, I've got to admit, they were fantastic. But, as I said, what would have happened if they couldn't get somebody to operate straight away? Yeah. You know, you don't know, Jane. You well, I had two children. The first child I had in hospital and the second child I had at home. And I would never choose hospital. No, I'm glad I did. You know, we worked out fine, but it's okay. Nothing happens because one of the girls that we used to go down to the antenatal clinic together, there were complications. Yeah. As a baby suffered brain damage. Yeah. So you know, but that was after what happened. Like you know, it was after mine. That is the one thing that if something goes wrong, you're better off in hospital. But it was a far more natural event. Certainly, my daughter I had in in Ostend, and almost all the. Well, all the medical things are provided under the Catholic Church there. Yeah. So we, I was at Santa Monica's, and it was a lovely, beautiful, beautiful place it was on. I mean, all the hospitals over there as well. When you go in, they all seem empty. <laughs> when we go over here, everything's packed here. Yeah. yeah. I think if they have all the appointments at the same time, and you go in and over there, you just seem to wander in, and you get soon you've got, then you've got colds. I don't know whether it's... A cousin of mine in Ebbervale had the birth at home and in those days, we're talking about in the middle of the 20s and the, doctor, the nurse came, not a doctor, the nurse came and used the forceps and by doing so, yeah. took her eye out. Oh. And she lived, but she, she did really well eventually. She became a head teacher of a school in Ebbervale and... Um, but that's what happened to her. So my two were born in hospital. Although those, those hospitals were the old 
workhouses, both yeah. of them. One was in London, one was in Tredegar. They had been old workhouses, yeah. but they were okay. Anyway. I was born in Derry Sand, which is now, oh, and that was are. an old workhouse. <laughs> because, <laughs> yes, in the workhouse, um, Yeah, the East Morgan. But they were taken over. Yeah. Two of them, yeah. yeah. But I was taken when I was born. They were taken over with the Americans or something. So I had to have. I had to be. Was it Canadian? Canadians they were, weren't they? Canadians, yeah. But I know. Yeah. Rookwood Hospital was the American. And Ridlauer, isn't it? Ridlauer, yeah, that was built by the Americans. So when I, I, when I say, I'll say, I'll just say I was born in poverty. <laughs> 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 well, I, I was born just, I think it was a month, two months before the NHS came. Oh, I was, I was free. My mother's operation. Before when? Before NHS. the NHS came. Oh, before? Into, yeah. Right. My mother said she had to pay for my brother. Just before, but um, I think it was about a month. When did it? I was born in June 48, ah, and it came in July. about July 48. Yeah, July 6, I think, was it Yeah, I think I had my tonsils out just as the, the um, NHS was starting, you know. Yeah. And they, um, I don't know, I can remember that now. Yeah. I can remember it. Taking Gosh. me into the theatre, but... I remember being wheeled down the corridor of um, Street Lava because it was like a rabbit bottom, wasn't it? Oh, it was, it was huge, wasn't it? All those yeah. and corridors. They, it took ages to wheel you from the ward to the operating mm. theatre. Oh, and it was, it was really, it was horrible. It's a much better experience to walk it out. <laughs> it was awful. Sometimes we had sad stories to tell some about the war and some about the challenging working and living conditions of the generations that went before us. My dad got killed in the pit, he got cut up in seven pieces. Yeah, oh, no, Where was that? In um, Bynan's Colliery in Blyna. And um, he went oh, into work. Was he then? 50. Oh, yeah. Went into work one Monday morning and didn't come home oh, again. What year? 1960. Seven. Oh, gosh. Yeah. My daughter was six months old at the time. Mm -hmm. I lived gosh. in London. That was horrible. Really. Oh, yeah. He was a, yeah. a fitter and he, instead of going around the machinery, stepped over, oh. caught his trouser leg, oh. dragged him through the car cutter. Oh. Horrible it was, really horrible. It broke my heart. Mm. My best friend. Mm. That's dreadful. I was 26 then. We found this process of getting together to share stories actually triggered memories of things we hadn't previously recalled. We are not recording our sessions at the moment, but we are still meeting every Monday to chat and char. We are convinced that having a chance to tell our story and listen to others is an important way to keep active and stay connected with our local community. Well, I do have this bit of a hope that be because this will be like a recording as well, if they listen to our podcast, they will sort of encourage other people mm. to produce the podcast because there's so much okay. history mm -hmm. oh, yeah. that and we have found out this morning. But I, I don't mind listening because it's, it, it embeds, you know, the more I hear, the more I uh, yeah. can remember. Yeah. I could have brought some gingerbread this morning, made by my granddaughter. 
Why did you again? Yeah, I forgot it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my question. Why didn't you? <laughs> well, you can fetch it tomorrow. <laughs> now. I fetch it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I didn't bring the. Well, you can see where she got a bit bored because they start off with the right thick mess and end up about that. <laughs> and just in case you think my job is easy, here are some of my mishaps. Welcome to the first episode of the Monday Club Conversations podcast. I'd have to do that again. I said again. Oh, thank God, I've got to the end. Yeah, you sort of tailed off there, didn't you? I know, I Welcome to the other conversations. You can guess the rest for yourself. Shall I start from as you can tell? Or should I start from the beginning? That's so scary. I don't know how you do this for a living. If you need to know anything about this area, ask our librarian, Cara. She's a librarian, not a librarian. <laughs> I know, it's because I fluff, <laughs> I fluff that bit. Uh, right. Again. Thank you and welcome that bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> librarian. <laughs> librarian. She's done on the roof, she? <laughs> right. Thanks so much to the Monday Club members for kindly allowing us to share their stories on our podcast. Thanks to the library for supporting us and the local council for helping us turn some of these stories into a book with pictures to help us keep those memories alive in a different format. Thanks especially to Debbie Aurelius of Peppermint Fish, who has given her time and her talent so generously, and without whom we wouldn't be able to hold these podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you, and if you're local enough, we'd love to see you at Monday Club so we can hear your stories in person. Thanks and goodbye.